When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a lover of anything spicy. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. You may have heard of Ferdinand Magellan in school. You know, the guy famous for being the first person to sail all the way around the world. But did you know that Magellan himself never actually made it? It's a pretty crazy story involving mutiny, marooning, battles, deception, torture, treason, and of course, a whole lot of ocean. Let's reverse. On this day in 1522, the ship Victoria sailed into the Spanish harbor, three whole years after leaving on a quest to circle the entire globe. So how did the expedition come about? Well, As with many things, it was about money. Spain and Portugal were rivals for global power at the time, along with other European kingdoms like England and France. But Portugal controlled most of the trade routes to the extremely coveted Spice Islands of Indonesia. The Spanish king, Charles I, was trying to figure out how to get to Indonesia without Portugal getting in the way. Enter Ferdinand Magellan. He was actually Portuguese by birth, but had sworn allegiance to Spain. Portugal still considers Magellan a traitor. Magellan went to the Spanish king and was like, hey, what if we sailed west? They knew the earth was round, so in theory, he would be able to reach Indonesia by going in the opposite direction. They just had no idea how far they had to go or how long it would take. And boy, would that come back to bite them. Magellan set sail on September 20th, 1519. It was not a smooth journey. Part of the problem was that Magellan's crew was made up of really inexperienced quote-unquote sailors. The good sailors didn't want to go on such a risky trip, so instead Magellan recruited prisoners and men trying to escape debt collectors. Hard to say if the prisoners had much choice in the matter. You're gonna hear me say this a lot, but Ferdinand Magellan not a great guy. Of course, he was a product of his times, and the times were all about the domination of white Europeans over the rest of the world. Okay, back to the voyage. Their first destination was South America, which had already been colonized by Spain. The unknown? How to get through South America to the other side. Once they arrived, they started sailing south down the coast, looking for any intel that might lead them through. On one occasion, they sailed a good way up a river before realizing it was just a river. It was taking so long, and the trip was so miserable, eventually three of Magellan's ship captains organized a mutiny. 
They failed. After a brief trial, two were executed, one tortured, and two marooned and left to die on an island. Yikes. Not long after the mutiny, Magellan finally found a passage through South America. The waters they passed through are still called the Straits of Magellan. When they finally made it through and found the ocean on the other side, it was still and calm. Magellan called it Mar Pacifico, Pacific Ocean, meaning peaceful ocean. Little did Magellan know that the longest part of the journey was still ahead. They all kind of thought that South America and Indonesia were close together, separate by a small ocean that would be no big deal to cross. Nope, it would take them over three months to cross the Pacific. And even though there were lush, inhabited islands dotting throughout the ocean, they missed every single one of them. And since they thought it would be a quick crossing, they didn't have nearly enough food or supplies. The men started eating leather and rats. 19 people died, and most of the rest got sick. Finally, they found Guam, and then the Philippines. In Guam, they landed, got supplies, got in a fight with the native tribe, killed seven people, and sailed on. Classic colonizer move, guys. Come on. In March of 1521, a year and a half after leaving Spain, they landed on an island in the Philippines. It was the first documented European contact with the Philippines, which would eventually be colonized by the Spanish. They realized the Filipinos could speak Malay, a language also spoken in Indonesia, which meant they were finally close. This good news was quickly followed by a fatal turn of events for our guy, Ferdinand. Instead of just sailing on, Magellan claimed the Philippines for Spain and started demanding that everyone convert to Christianity. Over 2,000 Filipinos were baptized. When Magellan found out one particular tribe wouldn't convert, and acknowledged Spain as the rulers, he ordered all their homes to be burned. Great evangelizing tactic. The dispute led to a battle, and even though the Spanish had better weapons, they were extremely outnumbered and lost. And this is where Magellan died, hit by a poisoned arrow on a battlefield, trying to conquer the free Filipino people on a trip that was allegedly just a trading mission to get some spices. His remaining crew sailed on, found Indonesia, loaded up with spices, and headed back for Spain. Nine months later, on September 6th, 1522, one ship of the original five finally sailed back into the Spanish harbor. It was three years after they had set sail and only 18 of the original 270 men were left. But the journey laid the groundwork for much of the Spanish empire and physically proved for the first time that the earth was not flat. Here are a few final bizarre facts about the first circumnavigation of the globe. Magellan paid more for booze on the ships than weapons. The crew discovered a new species of black goose that turns out was pigeons. Magellan claimed they met 10-foot-tall giants in what is now Patagonia. Horribly, they captured two of them, who died on the journey. We now know they were probably part of the Tewelchi tribe. And no, they weren't giants. About 100 years later, an Englishman took the trip to set the record straight. He met the Tewelchi and was like, guys, these are just normal tall people. They were probably six or seven feet tall, which is tall at the time, but they were nothing like giants. Last fun fact, when the crew finally arrived back on the western coast in Africa in July 1522, they were shocked to discover it was a day later than their calendar said. They had been meticulously marking each day so they couldn't be wrong. They finally realized that since they had traveled west in the same direction as the sun, they had lost an entire calendar day. 
After this, an international dateline was established in the Pacific Ocean. Now, let's talk about music. On this day in 1988, Elton John launched a four-day garage sale to sell off nearly all of his belongings. He wanted to start fresh. At 40 years old, he had 20 years of musical success under his belt and wanted to go ultra-modern with his new style. But the real reason may have just been that he ran out of space. He was an avid collector of anything colorful, glitzy, bizarre, and fun, and he had accumulated so much art and knickknacks that he had to fight his way through the house. Elton John himself said, There's been so much stuff it's been like walking into a warehouse. I want somewhere to sit rather than somewhere to stand. Here are just a few of the fabulous things he sold. 100 pairs of his trademarked spectacles. Tiffany lamps. A statue of Liberty costume made of silver sequins from one of his tours. A diamond brooch shaped like Winnie the Pooh. And etchings by artists like Rembrandt and Picasso. The auction ended up making $6.2 million. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a September 6th in my life. Alright, doesn't look like I have any specific memory for a September 6th in my life, so let's run down what's on each September 6th that I have on record since 2015. September 6, 2015, I took a photo of the sunset. September 6, 2016, I was in architecture class and I filmed a video of my dance class later on in that day doing a rehearsal. I was in the front row, not to brag. I don't even think it was for any reason. I think nobody else wanted to do it, so I did it. September 6, 2017, I have a video of me covering something on ukulele, but my video won't load, so I guess I can't check. September 6, 2018, I played this game called Monster Prom. You should check it out. Um, but don't play it in front of your family. It's not very uh, PG, I would say. September 6, 2019, I was in rehearsals for tour in LA. And September 6, 2020, I was at home watching Kakaguri, I think is how you say it. It's an anime. I don't know. I very much like it. But that's what I did. Thanks for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.